0: Welcome, welcome, everyone. You are listening to Energy Matters, and I am your co-host, Caroline Rutterman, and I'm here with my co-host, Beth Pelletieri. So welcome, Beth.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me on this beautiful spring day.
0: Yes. So, So we are kind of just chit-chatting today and, you know, talking about, like, what's going on in our lives as people who work in the health and wellness world, um, so it's just gonna, you guys get the, the pureness of hanging out with, with Caroline the and Beth. pureness, Beth-ness.
1: I love that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, um, so Beth, tell us a little bit about, you know, our, our topic today is really, um, seeing that there's action and maybe not being ready for action, (laughs) which is a place that I am very much involved in, in my personal life. And, um, but I'd love to kind of tell me more about kind of this, this idea that you've been playing with and thinking about. And
1: it's funny. So I used to be a doula, um, which is someone who supports, uh, pregnant people as they, um, have their babies. And, um, there was this, blog post that I love that I've been actually going back to recently, which is about the last weeks of pregnancy and how in the last weeks of pregnancy you're in this full state of in-betweenness where you're really all you're doing is anticipating the arrival of your baby, and yet there is nothing to do but wait. And, and so you're Physically
0: you probably can't move around that much <laughs> either. You're
1: very uncomfortable. Yeah. So so at this sort of like and there, the woman talks about this German word that means in-betweenness, and we don't sort of have that language in English. But I just have been feeling that state of, like, right, we're not yet fully in spring or just barely um, with the with the equinox. Um, we're not, like, out of COVID, but we can, like, begin to feel that we might be soon or someday right like we're but we can't plan for what that looks like because we don't exactly understand it and so I've just I've just been feeling that energy of in-betweenness of not yet not here but not there yeah and you
0: know as you're kind of talking about like oh we don't have this like word the way that there is in, in German of for this pause but when you said that I was like yeah, we call that the pregnant pause. Mm. When oh, yeah, when somebody's right. in conversation and there's kind of this loaded silence. Like we're we're waiting for something intimate to be revealed. Yeah. Ooh. So, that's
1: beautiful. Yeah.
0: I I kind of to me that is the pregnant pause. Yeah. Like you use the actual like metaphor of right. being pregnant, but like to <laughs> me, I'm like, no, we have like that expression. Yeah. And
1: I feel like that's what we're I don't know, that's what I feel like we're in right now is this pregnant we're in like a societal pregnant pause of um and i'm even feeling it in my own like in my business and sort of this like knowing that some some new ideas are coming into being and yet not ready to act i think you had talked about that too not ready to act on them quite yet um not ready to and not sure exactly even what the action would be so it's almost like that pre it's like the pre pre labor of of you know you're not even in early labor you're sort of just um yeah, you're just sort of hanging out, waiting for, for the downloads.
0: That's that can be a pretty uncomfortable place to be.
1: Yeah, I think it is.
0: Especially but you're saying as, it's smiling. I'm though. saying you're it's like, smiling. With excitement, grinning. No, as a Virgo, <laughs> I find it
1: an incredibly uncomfortable position to be. Because really, the only action, right, is to surrender or to rest or to. Um, I don't know, twiddle, twiddle your thumbs and await what, what arrives. Mm. What do you do in your pregnant pause? Well, I, I mean, I can
0: kind of use the example that I'm in right now. So, you know, I had a very clear marker when I was uh, – Right around Christmas, I was diagnosed with shingles, and I was kind of in a lot of pain. I was actually feeling really lonely up until that point. And so I had started getting massage therapy because I was like, I I need human touch. I literally hadn't been hugged in six months. I think it was like seven months before I actually got a hug. That's brutal. It was. It was really intense. And I kind of realized that like, okay, like I'm, I'm dealing with some stuff under my undercurrent. And then after I got shingles, I was in pain for a month and then afterwards I for the month of January and February I was really just allowing myself to start to heal some of these kind of deeper currents and so then I kind of started getting all that stuff moving and now I'm at a place where um, I can feel spring and I'm, I'm seeing that there's actions to be taken with my business. I had to do a lot of catch up, which emotionally I had to catch up, but also I was just doing the bare, bare minimum with my work so that I could, you Function. know. Yeah. I said, yeah, yeah. It was like literally, I was just functioning. And, um, So now that I'm all caught up, I'm kind of like, okay, what's next? And I'm starting to see some ideas. You know, a lot of the um, kind of synchronistic uh, messages that have been coming through have been like expand your network. And a lot of people have been emailing me about like networking events. So I'm like, okay, it's kind of time to start rebuilding some of my like social networks again. Um, But yeah, I haven't made any decisions. It's just sort of been sitting in the back. Yeah, I've been kind of focusing on doing to-do lists, and then checking them off, but they're all very insignificant like, to do. put on socks. Yeah, no, literally. It's like, <laughs> look at your budget.
1: <laughs> That's a good to-do list. It, yeah, no, they're very valid things. Yeah. No, I well, I just want to say, as a coach, that is a very valid thing, which is that often our first step, right, we want to take steps that, A, set us up for success, and B, make us feel easeful. And so, like, looking at your budget before you try to even tackle anything feels very aligned with taking some some of those baby steps or turtle steps forward. Yeah. Thank you
0: for putting that in perspective for me. I kind of just was like, yeah, it's just something I'm going to do.
1: Yeah, no, I think it's exactly the right. It actually also reminds me of like physically, right? Like the sky is blue, the sun is shining. And I went on a walk in the woods and I was like, signs of spring are everywhere. And I was like, the forest still looks pretty dead. Like <laughs> it still looks like winter, right? So it's like, we know it's all bubbling, but it's not... There's, like, I can see little, some of the trees in my backyard have little buds. Yeah. But, like, there's no leaves and you have to look really, really close. Yeah. Yeah. So you're just, yeah. I know. And, like, some people are starting to,
0: like, rake and prepare their lawns and picking up debris and, yeah. yeah. And then it's kind of
1: this this other. Then you wait. And then you
0: wait. And then, so it's kind of, it's almost like a, I guess the way I've been handling it is sort of doing, like, I don't want to say trivial, but just, the basic movements that Mm. feel good for me in the moment oh i love that you know with that yeah yeah i don't i don't know how else to explain it it's not it's not any like heavy duty projects right but um like i'm cleansing right now i'm doing a kitchery and a celery juice cleanse and yeah i'm just kind of chipping things off and letting the next kind of big thing emerge
1: yeah it's like almost like getting back to baseline yeah 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 I like that. I think that that's very wise.
0: Yeah. So how how do you find that you sit in those in those mm-hmm. kind of pregnant pauses? Not well.
1: <laughs> but I think usually the two words that I try to go back to are rest and play. So what are activities that I find restful? Like it's not an right the the problem is is it's not an energy of moving things forward. But um, for those of us that like to take action in the world, um, it's it's we can find other ways to take action that isn't sort of trying to, you know, move something forward that's just not ready to grow. Um, so I think rest, um, so trying to enjoy the sun mm. and, you know, having my favorite cup of tea in the afternoon and then playing. I think like we as grownups don't spend enough time thinking about what play feels like. Um, and so I've been trying, I've actually been making a concerted effort recently too. though when my kids are like, play tag with us or they're playing this game called fetch now um which is anyway silly but because
0: uh. <laughs> it's like i'm gonna throw something and you're gonna bring it back to me and my, i'm gonna love this yes
1: exactly <laughs> it's, it's, they've turned it into it's actually very creative and impressive it's all based on go dog go from netflix which my three-year-old is obsessed with um but they've like turned this into a like a new sport that we play in our backyard and um and so I've been trying to make a of effort to say yes when they want to play or color with them when they want to color um, or just trying to do things that I find like set up walks with friends again. So, you know, it's all that kind of energy of what feels good and trying to let some of those outcome oriented parts of my brain simmer on the back burner. Yeah, Using too many, we're using lots of different metaphors, but yes.
0: That's okay. So every, all these metaphors are going to, you know, resonate with different people (laughs) in different ways. Different ways. So many metaphors. So, you know, you ask kind of a a poignant question, like, what does play feel like?
1: Mm. What
0: does play feel like to you?
1: Oh, Um, spontaneous, silly, and I think really releasing outcome. I mean, really play is about releasing, right? Play is about the process, not about the outcome. so yeah i think it's just so it's kind of it's silly it's spontaneous and it's releasing the outcome yeah just being in the activity that brings you happiness without expecting anything from it or wanting something from it what about you well a different definition well no I guess I guess
0: well no I guess the silliness is the factor that kind of will bring something that like I enjoy like cooking Mm. into like okay well where's the silliness in in cooking for me there's that might that might be the like the the line that crosses that's not play that might be enjoyable activity but um yeah oh that's so interesting I'm just processing no no no. i
1: used i was taking improv classes with happier valley and that was that actually really reconnected me to play because it was like this time every week where i was like i am playing um and so i've been trying to figure out ways to like bring that energy of i think spontaneity of silliness of having actually in improv right no control over the outcome because it's a communal participatory process um right you're in the process and that's the outcome at the same time um yeah. I love that. So what makes cooking play versus, you know, making dinner or, yeah, uh, like, s- more serious? I don't know.
0: Well, and also it's hard because, like, cooking for me requires a lot of, like, preparation. So it's not in, like, there's, like, a time block mm. that I tend to organize around yeah, because yeah. I'm, like, this is going to prepare for my dinner, which I want to eat at this time. So if it's going to take me, you know, 60 minutes to make – you know including rice and everything that i'm going to have to start at this time. Yeah. Right. So the spontaneity is a little bit missing in that piece, but i guess if i was making some kind of like, you know, if i was if i was playing it would be like if i'd be making like cookies with my nieces or
1: something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fun.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. And like one of my nieces who's very little, she's like four, she loves to just kind of create her own mix and like put like a lot of vanilla extract in. And then we're like, no, honey, no. Right. <laughs> and then she's like, I need more flour. <laughs>
1: bring it. I don't know if you, no one got to see your face, but you were like, bring the flour. <laughs> yeah. I feel like at some point you should do like a cooking episode of the show Ooh. where you just talk about all the things you cook. I That would be really fun. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to have to interview you. <laughs> and then you will just talk about your favorite recipes and yeah. tricks of the of the vegan cooking world. Yeah. Well, uh,
0: one of the um, uh, interviews that uh, has recently happened has been. Uh, with Amar Fuller, who is basically, she's a, a raw vegan chef. So, um, she talks a lot about the growing food and the sprouting, um, of beans and things like that and kind of creating your own proteins right in your garden. So, um, so that's, that's going to be a thing that, cool. you know, people can always go back to and listen a little bit more about food if, if people are curious yeah. about how wellness, wellness works. Yeah. Yeah. Cool.
1: So, um, I was gonna walk you through an exercise. Yeah. A coaching exercise. Does that yeah. feel okay? Yeah. I With like that. this spirit of sort of taking really small steps and figuring out what feels good and using, I think, the small steps to help inform our bigger steps. Okay. Um, cool. So this is a, um, a Martha Beck exercise. Um, she is a uh, Harvard-trained, Harvard-trained PhD uh, sociologist and has written a lot of books. She's Oprah's life coach. Um, So here is the exercise. It's called the body compass.
0: The body compass. Use your body as a compass. Indeed.
1: So, um, and if you are listening, you could do this too, as long as you're not driving. Um, So um, it's a little bit meditative, and then we'll get into some of the details. So... um, Take a moment and feel your feet on the floor and the weight of your body and the chair. Maybe if you're listening to this outside, the sun on your face. And I want you to think about something that happened that was uncomfortable or negative. So not traumatic, not your worst memory ever, but just um, something that was uncomfortable. And I want you to, if you can, go back to that moment um, you could think about what you're wearing, or um, what who, if anyone else is in that space, um, where your body is positioned. So you're sort of going back into that exact time and place. I'm there. Beautiful. And we're gonna actually start with your feet. So I just we're gonna go from your feet to your head, um, and you're gonna tell me if you just notice any sensations in your body, starting with your feet should I verbalize that yes please okay Um,
0: so what I'm feeling in my feet is actually sort of an extension that goes all the way up the kind of middle of my leg but it definitely starts at the feet and it almost feels like at my arch there's this pulling of energy it like feels like it's sort of being pulled up on both feet on both feet equally
1: Um, I'm gonna say the right side might be a little stronger Um, and does it feel like uh like a force of pulling up or does it feel um heavy pulling up it feels
0: like it is a um like a retraction of energy Mm -hmm. almost like i'm uh should i tell you this the scene that i'm only if you want
1: to you don't have to
0: um yeah I basically I have been doing some like very deep healing work lately and um with another practitioner and uh the first session we went into like literally my like deepest darkest like shame secrets and uh and she was an amazing she very much held space for me but at the time I felt very vulnerable and exposed and because it's something yeah, yeah I don't talk about And so, um, I'm just feeling that, yeah, this like kind of whole pull of, Mm. it feels very like protective, you know, it's like when you go into fight or flight and they Mm -hmm. say that like, you know, you're, you just like your systems in your body just like
1: shut down. Yep. You know, it's funny when you said that too, I could actually immediately feel it in my body, right? Like you, we know what that feeling feels like. Yeah. So viscerally.
0: Yeah. Um, so, but I'm, I'm very much feeling, uh, that sort of pull from the inner arches, like up the leg to
1: your mid leg yeah okay beautiful thank you for sharing that too Sure. yeah um and what about into your like hips um and thighs is there any sensations there um it sort of feels like the counterbalance from the the
0: inner inner leg inner arch pulling up it almost feels like the hips are kind of compressing
1: beautiful what about your lower abdomen so sort of like your reproductive organ area Um, I feel like there's a little bit
0: of heaviness in there. I'm not sure if it's necessarily related to that moment, but, um,
1: yeah, yeah. Beautiful. And what about your more upper abs, um, like below, right below your rib cage? Uh,
0: yeah, I would say that that area, uh, feels a little bit
1: like a gripping. Mm, It's a great descriptive. And then going into your heart space and chest. It is sort of that feeling
0: of when you take a big inhale and then kind of hold it really tightly. That's sort of what it feels like in the chest. So it's kind of expanded, but it's there's a lot of
1: uh, holding around it. I love doing this exercise with health and wellness people because you're so descriptive about what your body feels like in different situations. It's yeah. very cool. Well,
0: we tune in regularly. So yes. Ideally. True story. <laughs> yeah. All right. What about your shoulders? Uh, sort of like up and
1: locked. Up and locked. Um, and what about your jaw and throat? Um throat seems
0: closed a little bit and jaw seems like it has that same kind of upward tightening sort of like squeezing and lifting.
1: Tightening. I'm writing this down for our listeners which is why I'm repeating things too and then what about your head? Forehead? Um, that would say my
0: I always kind of squeeze a little bit of the between the eyebrows, that thinker's notch is always locked. Um, but I would say it's more across the temples that I feel that
1: same kind of like tightening, squeezing mm-hmm. energy. And what about the space above your head? I find that often we feel things there as well. Um, it feels like
0: that chakra is narrowed. It's like not fully closed, but it's just sort
1: of narrowed. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Thank you. Yes. Now, if you had to overall give this um, experience in your body a number between negative 10 and positive 10, what number would you give it? And negative 10 being
0: the like... The worst okay. and positive 10 being the best. And so zero would be like neutral. Yeah, exactly. Um, I would say maybe like a negative four, or a negative five. Okay, perfect. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of exposure. All right, so now you're going to physically shake this off. Okay. Wiggle your body in the radio station. All right. And I'm wiggling for people who can't see us where I'm shaking my hands left and right, my wrists and kind of a little jiggle going on. <laughs> yeah. I'm kind of
1: wiggling my torso, a little shimmy style. Perfect. All so right. we're going to do the same thing with a positive um, experience, something okay. that felt comfortable, easy, relaxed. All right. So take a moment again to feel your feet on the ground and your um, body in the chair. And anchor into a time that was good. Um, Again, you can notice what you're wearing or where you are. um, If anyone else is around. Just try to be back in that space. You're trying to fight a little smile over there. (laughs) And then, um, all right, so what do you notice in your feet? And maybe up to that middle leg again to see if it's the same area. Um, I
0: think that on the, my left leg is a little bit more grounded. Um, but I'm thinking of the, it kind of experienced the first hug that I got from my mom, Mm -hmm. uh, after having that sort of, uh, six month drought of not being touched (laughs) by another person. Um, so my left leg feels heavier and more relaxed, but my, uh, right sort of like knee and upper thigh still have a little bit of that clenching. Mm
1: -hmm. Beautiful. I love that. Um, And what about your hips and thigh area? Um, I would say that, yeah,
0: definitely left leg feels, left hip, all of that sort of feels uh, more weighted and more kind of present. And then uh, the hip uh, still feels like it's holding a little bit on the right side.
1: And then what about those um, lower abs? Um, That feels like it's sort of released so the heaviness feeling is gone yeah beautiful what about your upper abdomen right below your chest um there's still some holding and some tension
0: but it's um more like the unwinding has Mm -hmm. sort of uh begun
1: Mm. that's beautiful especially for our conversation about transitions has begun what about in your chest space
0: um that feels like yeah like somebody just kicked kicked that door open <laughs>
1: yeah kicked open and your shoulders do they feel up and locked or sort of have a different energy no, they're, they're weighted yeah beautiful
0: yeah that's like a big release in the shoulder a big release and what about your jaw and throat um, yeah, I would say there's still like kind of a little bit of um, squeezing across the jaw, but the um, the heart and the throat feel uh, like a lot of that energy is sort of like shifted and relaxed.
1: Mm-hmm. And what about um, in your head and your thinker's notch? Um, that feels
0: like... Um, yeah, it almost feels like you know the, the steam valve, you know, that kind of mm. comes out with like cartoon characters. <laughs> 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 I love that imagery. <laughs> and what
1: about the space above your head?
0: Um, that feels uh, kind of locked in that narrow position still, but um, yeah, the like heart centeredness and the throat feel like they're
1: um, opening up for that to be released as well. Beautiful, sort of. Lovely, lovely, lovely. So then if you had to give this a number between negative 10 being the worst, zero being neutral and positive 10 being the best, what would feel right for you? There's no right or wrong answer. I would say like a seven or an eight. Beautiful. Okay. So this is sort of the, the first task of this exercise is just to sort of get a sense of your body to check in about where you are and create some sort of baseline, if you will, to put on my researchy hat yes and so then now the next part is actually where i think this exercise gets fun okay um so give us like five things on your to-do list right now oh boy okay just anything like you know laundry can be one of them okay
0: um yeah laundry is one today (laughs) is my last pair of clean underwear so laundry is top of the list um i also have uh my newsletter has to go out soon um Let me see. I'm also reworking the Valley Free Radio website, so that's on the list. Although that's kind of a lot of things under one umbrella, but yeah, yeah, that's. um, And what is that three? That's three. Um, Let me see. I have to like run an errand. It's a grocery store, small errand. And the fifth thing would uh, to make sure that my cats get some fresh air. Because I go
1: outside with them. How do you take your cats outside?
0: Oh uh, well, I have. Uh, I live in a apartment complex in the back parking lot. There's little grassy patches, so I just I let them kind of like hang out out there, and they I stay with them, okay. and then when it's time to go back in, we all come back in together. So they're they're out supervised.
1: Do they do they ever scamper away?
0: No, they call. They come back when I call. Really? Them. Yeah, that's
1: adorable. Okay. <laughs> You'll have to. I like want to witness the little like cat roaming. <laughs>
0: yeah. they they have a tendency to like to explore the dumpster area, yeah. which is just ridiculous to see them like climbing on the uh, the abandoned you know trolley carts from that people have brought up from the grocery store and just like left them. It's you know it's holyoke. I love holyoke, but yeah, they're they're like oh trash
1: cats. <laughs> so. Um, All right. So we're going to do the same thing. We're going to give the number, you're going to give a number to the, um, to each of these to-do list items with negative 10 being the worst and positive 10 being the
0: best. Okay. So we set our
1: baseline already and this is going to help me gauge sort of how you're feeling about the activities and also then give you some place to play around with like what could make them. A little higher number, okay. but don't worry about that part yet. We're just gonna focus on the to-do list. Fabulous. So, laundry. What number would you give laundry? I'd say that's a positive four. Beautiful. What about newsletter? Has to go out. That's like a negative two. What about your um, the VFR website, the Valley Free Radio website? Right now, that's a negative four. What about the grocery store errand? That's a one. Slightly above neutral. And what about fresh air for the cats? That was like a positive five. Beautiful. Okay. So, laundry was a positive four. Newsletter has to go out was a negative two. Valley Free Radio was a no- negative four. Although, if we know that there's a lot of tasks under that, so perhaps it would be interesting to, like, you know, if I was working with a client, would be like piece it out and see what, um, what, what maybe some of them are more fun than others. The grocery store errand was a one, and the fresh air for cats was a five. Mm-hmm. So, um so is there so in particular with your newsletter I'm sort of intrigued is there anything that first actually first I'll ask you what did you notice about this did anything surprise you well I think that I well one when we were creating the baseline I
0: was very surprised at the areas that I was holding energy because I um as I was kind of exploring a couple of Feldenkrais lessons recently, I noticed that there was that um, upward pull of energy from the inside of the uh, arches of my foot, like up the leg. So I'm realizing that, that I have a physical energetic pattern there. Mm-hmm. So, um, so it's interesting that that came up during that place of feeling like heightened vulnerability. Um, And then, uh, you know, kind of also like wanting to protect myself. Yeah. You know, like, oh my gosh, like I'm sharing all these things with somebody who's basically a stranger. Uh, And then the other kind of thing that and it's funny that I even thought of that as the example of something that, like, wasn't traumatic, but, like, wasn't exactly a good memory either. Yep. Um, and because, you know, we all have plenty of those to choose from in our lives. Especially
1: this year. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, and then the other thing that surprised me, I guess, was the positive baseline was, like, yeah, like, I, I think back to, like, my mother's hug
1: that she offered me in that space when I was, like, also really vulnerable but, like, needed that. So, Yeah. I think that that's beautiful. I also think it's interesting. always interesting what we pick for these activities. I find yeah. often actually that it's like interesting. Like I picked a memory I wasn't expecting to select. I know. It's interesting it wh- where we kind of navigate to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Were you yeah. surprised at any of your to-do list
0: numbers? Uh, not really. Okay. I can I can kind of feel the things that like I'm excited about yeah, yeah, yeah. and the things that I'm like, oh yeah, make sure to do this. So um, I generally have a sense of whether something's on the positive side or on the side that
1: you know, where it stays on my to-do list for a little bit longer than it needs to. Yep. You know. Yep. So, and one of the ways I love to use this activity is if when you have like a big brainstorm on something or like I want to increase my network and then you have like... 25 idea or 10 ideas on sort of h- how you might do that and but so inside you're like they all feel the same and then you start giving them numbers and they actually can be really different like emailing this person feels like a positive seven but emailing that person about this feels like a negative three and so you can really like start to prioritize what feels good and what steps you're maybe ready to take action on or plant those seeds um, and where you're not do you think that should you do a baseline of the positive and the
0: negative every time you kind of sit down to do this exercise or do you feel like
1: um like how how does that baseline fit in I think it's important to ground before you do that exercise so that your head's not like swimming um so I think but that could be something simple like having a cup of tea or just taking a couple deep breaths I don't think you need to fully um Going to a full to body go, scan go, right. every time. And I also think it's just would be, it, it would be almost, when you're trying to do it for yourself, um, I think it's maybe one thing when you're working with a, with a practitioner, but when you're trying to do it for yourself, it also then almost becomes like too much information. It's hard then to differentiate sort of where in pieces, it's like too much data download. Um, I find it really useful sometimes in the morning when I'm feeling overwhelmed or when I'm sitting down at my desk for work um, and I feel like I have a lot to do to just i make a quick to-do list and then i give them all numbers with and sometimes too i don't even i don't ground down but i also try to not think about it so it's really just what are the numbers that are coming to me when i'm not accessing the part of that part of my brain that's trying to be analytical um and so it's it's just a really great way to sort of sort your tasks and also even the tasks that you don't like to want to feel like doing like maybe your newsletter a is there ways to make it better or do you have to do it Or um, could you pair it with something else that you are excited about, um, like fresh air for cats, um, that will make it less, help that number maybe be a a negative one instead of a negative two. So there's also gives you some creativity to play with. Mm, I love that. What a
0: different approach of handling your to-do list. Yeah, right. It's fun. Yeah, that's fun. And I like
1: the numbers because I think it makes us believe ourselves.
0: I know. Well, we're trained to trust numbers and allow uh, that kind of, I don't know, scientific kind of mathematical basis as quantifying things. It's like, you know, how often are we taught to like, oh, it's like, oh, you're feeling sad. Is it like a level one sad or is it a level 500 sad? You know, like we don't necessarily have uh, the, you know, language, words get confusing.
1: Yeah, that's true. It actually makes me think of the like pain scale in your doctor's office. That's like, very sad, very happy, like what number are you? It's like easier to be like, I'm that uncomfortable. Yeah. Um So I guess so. we do have those emotional scales. Well <laughs> in a in a clinical setting. In a clinical setting. <laughs> yeah. Bring it into the setting too. <laughs> yeah. To do list setting. Yes.
0: <laughs> anyway.
1: So thank you for let thank you for um for doing the body compass exercise with me.
0: Yeah. So how would I change something from being a negative four? I know you kind of threw a few little examples. The BFR
1: website. Yeah. Let's just say that. Okay. um, Well, one is that I would start actually by breaking it down. So what are the some of the like what are the tasks in that that come to mind? Um. Well, some of it is
0: uh. It's a lot of little things. So one of the things that I have. Already done quite a bit. Um, one of the things, even now, I'm just like taking a deep breath in and cr- trying to wrap my head around it because it's actually a lot of like moving pieces. But uh, organizing the the Google Calendar mm-hmm. because right now it doesn't format on mobile or desktop, um, and I've already kind of started doing some work around that. And uh, so that's one thing, the Google Calendar. Uh, the second thing is just changing the head the the home page um i've already organized the menu um or started to and then ultimately it's basically going through page by page to update all the information and there's like 25 pages or something so it's kind of making everything feel fresh and reorganizing like the flow of traffic of people who are coming to the website and reaching out to us because that's kind of um A little disorganized right now fair
1: enough so if you had to give the organize the google calendar a number what number would you give it i would give that a one okay and what about the changing the home page that's a two because that's almost all done i just have to like format it and what about this page by page process
0: that is a um a level four that's a surprising answer for me a level a four yeah so what's
1: interesting is right when you broke it down none of these are (laughs) negatives i know it's just
0: like a lot it is a lot it's just actually a lot of things to do and i was gonna hunker down and do it over a weekend and i was like no i'm not (laughs) that is
1: silly (laughs) it is sunny (laughs) yeah so uh, this is so interesting too, right? Because when we're overwhelmed, it's very easy to give things this night ne- like it almost becomes this like dark cloud of tasks. It what that's exactly how it feels when I think about it all at once. Yeah, but when you broke it out, it was actually not none of them were negatives.
0: Yeah, I, I actually really like doing it. It's just there's just a lot.
1: Yeah. So I would just start I would I would do it as small as possible so that you're setting yourself up for success. So instead of this idea of I'm going to do it all in one monster sitting, yeah, I threw that out the, the window very quickly. <laughs> what is the smallest possible step that you could take this week or this weekend?
0: Yeah, so all these kind of little steps that I've been doing, uh, basically, I have got the HTML code for that, so I just have to essentially put it figure I have to research how to insert the HTML code this is getting really nerdy basically but um, I have to just figure out how I can format it inside the coding because I don't have that as a background I just do it as necessary yeah um, and then basically just making sure it looks right so there's I guess that's even two parts is one the research and how to kind of tinker around with
1: it and then part two is just doing it and then mess making it a mess and then fixing it okay. So maybe you just start with that. Like, could you just do one small thing? Yes. And then, and then it stays fun. Easy. Yeah. Okay.
0: You're such a good
1: life coach. <laughs> <laughs> You're such a good doer of life. Coach. I don't know. Doer of life. Of life. life. You are a good doer of life. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs>
0: and you know, this is, I think, um, you know, something to kind of refresh. Is that if if you do get really overwhelmed it is important to like, you know, have a friend that can like, walk you through like, luckily, I have Beth who, you know, will sit down with me and like, go over this stuff and be excited and friendly about it. Um, But you know, it really does help because you have a lot of training and like, you have a lot of tasks and like ways that you can organize people for themselves in ways that like, it feels really overwhelming, but there's really, you know, having like, three or five sessions can sit down and like, have your organizational brain come to people, it it really makes such a huge difference. That's actually a
1: great way to just, I loved that organizational brain coming to people, but yeah, no, I mean, yeah, you're, it's how my brain works, right? And so, and then having people, these tools where people can use their own intuition to figure out what works for them um so that it's sort of this right this blending of like creating some structure that i know and do because um of all my project management time and then and also being a coach and then also just bringing in your own intuition of what's feeling good for you and how you like to work um in sort of making yeah things more fun yeah and less work yeah less work more fun
0: that's right whoop 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 and you know, I, I think the other kind of last piece of the puzzle I will say about all of that is that, you know, when you get these, you're you're gaining a skill. You're getting immediate help, but you're also getting a skill that you can apply later on. It's not just somebody externally coming in and saying, like, "Do this, do this, do this, do this." It's like actually working you through the body scan, showing you the activity, how to break it all down, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So it's like, you know, you're getting the time of the, the direct help, but then, the, you know, you can, you can carry that forward. Yes, so, right.
1: That's I mean, the goal is that we can all, right? The goal of any good health and wellness practitioner is to put ourselves out of business. <laughs> Ta- Yay! Good sales. Good sales. <laughs> That's right. Um
0: so Beth, tell us a little bit about like what you have coming up cuz I know that you have some um some like talks that you're doing. I I'd, I'd love for people to be able to oh, know what's well, thank um, you
1: Yeah. Um Yeah, I'm doing a, um, for River Valley Co-op at the end of April, April 27th, I'm going to be doing a workshop called Reclaiming Joy and Self-Compassion, um, sort of focusing on sort of, um, when we do get that overwhelmed feeling, I know that a lot of people, right, this whole time, this whole year has been, um, especially in this one year anniversary sort of of COVID hitting Massachusetts and whatnot, um, we're just, there's, our, our understanding of overwhelm and of uncertainty is just at a different level than it ever used to be and so i really have been excited about this workshop because it instead of this idea of like and now you self-care and and now you do this which is then just adding things to our to-do list right which often makes us feel more overwhelmed, that I would feel happy if I would get to self-care, but I can't get to self-care, whatever. Then um, anyway, so we're doing this workshop on reclaiming joy and self-compassion for every day. So how do we um, bring self-compassion and joy into the days that we're already having instead of thinking that we're going to like get to it? Um, Later, so it is just like all day on Saturday. Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) Just fix it all on (laughs) Saturday. So um, yeah, the same idea actually is in sort of the body compass. How do we take it in really small pieces? How do we feel success so that we can build on more success? so yeah, come check it out. Um, it's a community workshop, it's free. Um, and I'm also doing that with, uh, in collaboration with Cooley for their hospice nurses, um, and also as part um, at Westfield for their counseling center. So um, those are, um, yeah, so, and if you know someone who's interested in a free workshop, I'm, I'm really excited to share this in the Valley because I think it's um, important content and we can all use more self-compassion and joy. Yeah. Reclaiming joy and self-compassion.
0: And just another quick thing um, about the River Valley. It's on uh, April 27th, which is a Tuesday. Um, And you basically, it's all virtual. So you can zoom in or however, whatever, you know, hangouts or something that they're using. Um, But yeah, you don't have to be there
1: in person. In fact, probably... No, please. please don't come in person. No one <laughs> yeah. will be, I mean no unless you need care. to grocery shop and then you will be <laughs> yeah. all set.
0: Yeah. So you can um you know, but the uh, River Valley used to put these on within uh these kind of like weekly talks uh with health and wellness practitioners and they're largely educational. Um and they're just a nice way to get to know uh what people are offering in the valley, very similar to energy matters. So um but yeah, so check that out, April 27th, um the reclaiming joy and self-compassion. Thanks for the plug. Heck, yeah. Um awesome. And so, one other kind of thing that I do want to uh, mention as we're winding up for today's show is that um there there's a couple of bills and, magis- and uh, legislation that are, you know, kind of working themselves through the the Senate and the House in Massachusetts and they very much affect the alternative healing worlds so you know if if people are haven't heard about this um this has actually been happening for several times over the last few years but the the current session right now maura healy put these two bills in um sd 1068 and hd 1708 um and so basically it's an act regulating healing therapies now a few years ago these acts started coming up because there was some issues around sex trafficking or human trafficking um and so this was Massachusetts' response like let's try to regulate all these industries not just um you know massage parlors uh which is where they thought it was happening but You know, it's sort of this kind of band aid solution that actually doesn't work and that affects a lot of other people in a way that it would be just an impediment to. Like in Reiki, for example, we don't have, you know, State legisl we don't have like legislation on our state or on a federal level around the work that we do. There's like 1,200 lineages with Reiki, so to have one person from that has maybe even never heard of Reiki before trying to regulate it is like this is not how it's done. Like basically, they're charging really large sums of uh, money, so that every year you'd have to pay seventy five hundred dollars to you know be just a like to teach or to practice and a lot of people just practice this very casually um they might you know either out of their home maybe part-time and for a lot of people that would like if they're just trying to like get started doing this work it would be a huge impediment yeah just saying and i know that there's costs to running every business but honestly it's just so unnecessary so um these two acts that more Healy put in SD 1068 and HD 1708 and act regulating healing therapies, it, it's going to affect like 200 modalities uh, with licensing and teaching any kind of practice basically. So uh, make sure you reach out to your legislatures. There's a ton of information. I'm going to have a link online um, so that you can kind of click around and send out emails and letters and call representat- representatives because you know it's it is not the way forward. It's all these kind of healing therapies that we turn to when the medical system doesn't work. You know, these are the people that, like, you know, when the medical system says, like, we don't know how to help you with Lyme disease, all the herbalists swoop in and start assisting you. You know, it's like when your emotions are too too much. You know, having a life coach, having a, a Reiki practitioner, all of these kind of things that. We really turn to for our care, and this affects you know all levels of two hundred modalities. So, um, so please go check out the link. Um, but uh, SD ten sixty eight and HD seventeen zero eight is an act regulating healing therapies. We do not want this. Um, One other quick, quick thing is that there is a safe harbor legislation that people in the healing modality are putting forward. So as a community, we're putting our own legislation in to protect us. Um, But every year, these things keep cropping up, um, trying to just basically charge us more money um, and doing things that aren't regulating our industry in any helpful way. It just becomes an impediment to uh, practicing and doing the work. So that's my, that's my little two cents. So, um, but, uh, I just want to thank you so much, Beth, for, for coming on the show today and leading me through that amazing body compass, um, exercise that felt really,
1: um, really nourishing. Thank you. And thanks for always for having me. It's such a pleasure to be here yes. and talk about this in betweenness that we are all experiencing and for sharing um, information about that legislation that absolutely. was very helpful yes. to our audience yes I'm sure,
0: absolutely um so think about your own kind of you know in between and you know ways that you can kind of um allow yourself to maybe see action and not being ready for it and just acknowledging that pause yeah that we're we're in and experiencing right now and um how that how that can apply to you beautiful beautiful all right Um, so if you're just tuning in just know that you can catch the rest of this complete episode um, here uh, you can go back to reikinorthampton.com backslash radio dash archives and all the links will also be on that show um, for the legislation as well as uh, Beth's website uh, Beth Pelletieri Um, and uh, if you're a podcast listener you can always catch Energy Matters uh, the podcast uh, anywhere you download (laughs) yes Uh, anywhere you download your favorite podcasts so don't forget to check that out but there is another energy matters podcast so it's the one with a starburst logo that you want not the star wars like star trek logo it's the the starburst logo (laughs) so um so i just want to say thank you again and have a fabulous evening everyone and be well